You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey, Josh, what's your favorite summertime activity? Mine is swimming. I like swimming, but I'd rather be sailing. Oh, I love that song. What's that from? And welcome back to another episode of What's That From? A podcast exploring musicals that we don't know, but probably should. I'm Kate. And I'm Josh. And this week, our musical is A New Brain. Ooh, episode 10, double digits now. We're really out here. (laughs) Doing it. A new brain, a new year. Same podcast. (laughs) You can't beat MAME. (laughs) You can't beat MAME. But happy new year. <laughs> I liked this show. I loved this show. And I think um, to kick us off, uh, I do th- still think we have a little thing we have to do, Josh. Don't think I've forgotten. 30 second plot challenge is up to you, my friend. I know it's my turn. Were you trying to avoid it? I could see you like trying to move along. You know, if you breezed over it, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> New Year, same 30-second plot challenge. <laughs> I have my timer out, so I'm ready when you are. I'm ready. Okay, ready? Go. A songwriter who's writing songs for a kid's TV show is unhappy with his life. He ends up like falling out and then ending up in the hospital. He has um, a brain issue. That means he's going to have surgery. It's going to like risk his life. And then he starts to confront all of his life issues, like his dad, his boyfriend, his mom, random people in the hospital. It's just like a like little vignettes of all these people in his past. And, and then he struggles with life and death. And by the end of it comes around to... Uh, face his fear and write the song that he's always been wanting to write. Wow, that was great. I feel like I got there. Yeah, I feel like you really did. And you covered a lot more. I feel like mine would have just been like, guy has brain problem, gets surgery, but lives. <laughs> like You were yeah. like, you got really brought in the good details. Like you covered a lot of it. Well, he goes on like a big journey. He really does. But it's interesting because I feel like he goes on a journey, but actually goes nowhere. <laughs> I know it, they're in that like hospital room the whole time. Yeah. And I think that the way that they kind of like explore that, I think it is so true. Like, you know, I feel like there is such a myth, like mystery behind people in a coma, people with brain issues, people having surgery, people, all these like crazy things. And like, I feel like it is like all this crazy chaotic energy with such a stable, like tiny room with four walls, white beeping noises. Like that's it. But, like, so much goes on. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, A New Brain, uh, an incredible show. Obviously, we're both fans. So. I'm exposing myself because I sang And They're Off for my college auditions. And I sing I'd Rather Be Sailing for maybe every audition. And I knew the general plot of the show. But this time around, like, I was really, really shocked at the whole plot of it like, or just like the whole journey the show goes on then i am a big william finn fan i really like his music like falsetto like yeah. incredible and um i didn't realize this show was so much like that the way it's sung through similar pattery i mean he has like his style you know right but 
I thought, I don't know, I was really surprised by how much I was a big fan of it. Yes, I was looking at people's comments on like YouTube and stuff on different videos and everyone's like, why is this man so good at writing a sad gay musical? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I was like, okay, but this one doesn't end sad at least. So that's good. That is true. For a little bit though, I was like, oh shoot. Yeah, but I thought, I mean, the music is, it hits that musical theater sweet spot. Yeah, it does. And it also doesn't feel very dated. Like, it feels really contemporary when you listen to it. I agree. I will say, did you listen to the recording with um, Jonathan Groff? I did. I listened to the one that Jason Robert Brown did the orchestration yeah. for. Yeah, that's what I, because I'm wondering if that's also why it sounds more current. Yeah, true. But that production, yeah. amazing. The voices in that recording, butter. Yeah, Jonathan Groff is so good. So good. Yeah. Just absolutely unreal. And then um, the and also um, James Lapine also was a writer on this. Right. They were frequent, frequent collaborators. Well, I mean, James yeah. like worked with everybody, but he worked with William Fenn a lot. Yeah. And I also thought it was super interesting that the show is actually like kind of um, like autobiographical. Yeah, because he had um, a really serious brain issue. I think he, they found out about it like after Falsettos won the Tony Award. It was like at a high point in his life, this like big thing happened in his career. And he wrote a lot of the songs for the show in the time after he was discharged from the hospital, after he was dealing with his issues. Right. Yeah. Which I think is like, it's interesting. I've seen like some mixed reviews about it. I watched it, really liked it. I thought it was like pretty... Like, I thought it flowed well and whatnot. But I, there was some people that are were like, I could tell that he wrote some of the songs, like, and then tried to put, like, a story to it kind of thing. Because he did write the songs, like, literally he wrote them for himself out of, like, when he was literally coming out of the hospital. Yeah. So, obviously, like, it wasn't like, I'm ready to produce this major show. Like, it was just, like, a series of, like, creativity. Right. Like, so I think... um some people like complained about that mainly like Ben Brantley about the original production, which like, are we surprised? Not really, but um, I don't know. Like watching it, I thought it made sense. I could see how people would not like, like it is kind of strange. It is not like your typical like Broadway musical plot. Not at all. And the music is kind of jarring to certain people's ears. I would see like why, I mean how it could be. Um, But for me, I love it. I (laughs) I just thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it is. It's definitely like a niche, a niche uh, musical. Yeah. But I don't know. It kind of gave me like next to normal vibes. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, because I was like all these people, like all these doctors singing and like random. I'm like all this hallucination stuff was really hit me with the next normal vibes. I, to- I totally see that. I yeah. was like, honestly, some of the songs near the end or some of the slow songs Gave me like Spring Awakening feels. I think it was just Jonathan Groff and the way he was singing it and this in Spring Awakening. But I don't. And one of the songs titles is something about spring in it, and I guess that's what I was talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> other, anyways, I the way it kind of sounded like one of those kind of rock musicals at times, which I yeah. I like the elements he does between like rock musical theater and like very musical theater cheesy musical theatery sounds. Yes, and I think he does a really really good job with this show of teetering between 
like poking fun at life like it, it balances really well i feel like the like the sorrows and hardships of literally just being a human but also like the hope and the I don't know, like redemption that there is like after like getting through something that's so hard. And I think that that's kind of hard to do because it like, I think this musical is equally like depressing, but also enlightening. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, no. I feel like, I feel like for like a little bit of a, for uh, maybe more of the plot than not, like he is the main character is literally like, I am dying. Like Gordon is like, I'm done. Like th- I'm not going to live. But then, like, at the end, like, you see him, like, have a completely new zest for life. And I think, like, seeing someone go through something like that is really cool. It is really cool. Watching him get his new brain, like, his new mindset by the end of it. I know. I was like, that's, like, really profound. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, even when, so, when he gets the surgery and he's in a coma, that he doesn't wake up right away. So, of course, everyone's like, well, this is the end. Like, this is not going to work. And towards the end of the show, he uh, goes through a series of like, like, it's like him in a coma talking to like people from his past, talking to like his writing partner, right? The guy who's like dressed like a frog, you know what I'm talking about? The guy who's writing the children's show. He's like this Uh like weird, kind of like the antagonist. I feel like he's like the negative voice in his head, just being like, you're not doing good enough. But even like a series of songs that towards the end when he's in a coma, like the, the frog guy is like you got to get back out there. Like you're not yeah. done yet. And I thought that was so cool. I'm like, wow. I like wonder if that's what it's like to be in a coma and be like, yeah. and, like so I'll just be like, no, 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 you got to go back. It's which is honestly, maybe I'm feeling this way because I literally just watched Disney's soul. Have you I watched that? Watch I need to watch it. Well, it, there's a, something similar that happens in that. And I think I'm now I'm just getting tripped out about like people in a coma. I'm like, What's it like when you like come back? Like is someone just like, you're not done go back <laughs> like, <laughs> i know it's it's a definitely a crazy concept to tackle while watching a musical but i think they do it in a really fun way yeah so okay wait i want to i want to go back to you singing i'd rather be sailing but also singing and they're off because those are it's so interesting because in the beginning i really didn't like the boyfriend character the, the i'd rather be sailing guy because yeah. that song's actually kind of an asshole song yeah he doesn't he does not want to be there with his boyfriend I was like, wait, what? Like, I feel like I'd heard that song too. And I was like, no, that's such a pretty song. And now I'm like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) So you like saying both up both sides of the equation. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. It is interesting. Cause they're like really opposite characters. I feel like. For me, William Finn writes really good songs for baritones. So I had to choose both. <laughs> it's as simple as that, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> if you're a baritone, run. Don't walk to a new brain. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, but um, so that relationship. So, I mean, so Gordon is the one with the brain in um, injury. And then Roger is his boyfriend, which am I wrong? Is there a character in Falsettos named Roger? I feel like I, I feel like there, maybe it's just because Christian Borel was singing in both of them and I was like kind of getting confused. <laughs> it's Wizard. Oh, but I feel like there's a rot. Okay, maybe not. Anyway, they're like, <laughs> I feel like that relationship is really interesting too. Like to look at throughout the show, I was really, conf- I was like, mm, I don't think I like these guys. But then by the end, I was like, oh, happy. I okay, I support them. Yeah. 
Did you feel like that? Yeah, definitely an odd relationship. Yeah, I was like, this guy's like literally about to get his whole skull cut open and you'd rather be sailing? And then he's like, oh, let's spend the night together. A few seconds later, he's like, never mind, get away from me. And well, because, and I, okay, you know, I also think a main part of this plot too, and I think it's also um, really cool that this is a little bit autobiographical because I do think this is a pretty vulnerable stance to take. Um like for William Finn, but when he was like, you know, I thought I had this brain thing, like I had this brain problem and I thought that there was going to be a whole bunch of songs that I was never going to be able to write. So I think it's like this fear that like your life is going to end and you're like, there's all this stuff I haven't done. Like in my brain, like I have all this stuff that I, I need to put out there. And so I think that's the thing too. Cause when that, when the boyfriend was like, I'm going to spend the night, he was like, wait, but I want to write a song. (laughs) I was like, okay. But he was like, if I die tomorrow, like, I I want a song that people are going to remember me by. I was like, wow, that's like so. It is deep. Like when an artist dies. Deep. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if it was, I wonder if this is like, I don't know, because it is funny. It pokes fun. And, you know, there's like different nurses that he's like, all these different personalities and all these like crazy, like there's a crazy priest. There's all this all this chaos that ensues, but I wonder if the part yeah. of this was like super vulnerable to write. I know. I don't, um, I've never actually seen any interviews no. of William Finn or, um, I'd love to like hear him discuss this. Yeah. It's a fun way of storytelling. Like it's not like a conventional, like, like weight function of a musical. It's like, a the format of it is different, which is, which is fun. Yeah. I kind of like that, like altered reality, like sung through patter song and also, like, he has a way of making everything sound peppy, even when they're talking about something that's really upsetting. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So I feel like it's, like, one of those things where I'm like, oh, my gosh, is it kind of like in uh, in um, The Full Monty, when they sing, like, the big-ass rock song. And you're like, this yeah. is such a silly song. And then, like, you find out they're singing about suicide, and you're like, oh, oh what right and i feel like that's kind of what this musical does too like i would just kind of be like oh like this is a nice song and then they'd be like oh well it's about my dad abandoning my family because he bet on a horse and then lost our whole family's fortune i'm like oh right. <laughs> yikes <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a good way to put it the peppy turns to upsetty <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's just a big metaphor for musical theater you know what i mean yeah <laughs> everyone peppy but then sometimes they upsetty but they still act peppy. <laughs> the Broadway. The Broadway. No, off Broadway. This wasn't on Broadway. No, this was not on Broadway. It always had a life off Broadway, which I think is fitting. I think it would be weird on Broadway. I feel like they tried to make like something crazy out of like they you just need like a hospital bed and a bed gown and like people in clothes. Yeah. You know what I mean? A production yeah, number in this would make me upset, I think. <laughs> I'd be curious how this would work as like a movie. Yeah. Or like an like a they should make it into a Netflix movie with Jonathan Groff. I agree. I think that'd be so cool. Especially yeah. because you could go into the different worlds he's experiencing. Yeah. Ryan Murphy. Oh. <laughs> Get him on the phone. Wow, that is true. I feel like it would be a really good movie. Cool. either off broadway or a movie no broadway though <laughs> no broadway <laughs> skip broadway so this show was off was off broadway in 1998 so it's really not that old yeah so i mean that's like one year younger than me it's like 22 years old mm. so then and then um 
it was uh, an encore show in 2015, which is the one that we're mostly talking about, the one with Jonathan Groff. Um, yeah. Just because that man's voice is just, it's, if I can listen to that man's voice, I will choose to listen to that man's voice. And if they're recording with him, like, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think, and I also think it's kind of funny because, like, I feel like things that are in encores are, like, I always associate encores with things that are from, like, way long ago. So I feel like for something to be in encores that was, like, really not that long ago, I'm like, oh. I think they also, like, like to favor shows or favor choosing shows that are, were unappreciated the first time around. You know, okay. in a new light. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, ones that they feel, like, kind of, like got slided i also think it's cool that the um the new york city center one was directed by lapine yeah which i also think is neat because i guess that's a perk of doing a show that's not that old is like the the writers are obviously still like alive i know and i read that they made edits too they changed a few mm-hmm. yeah which i think and I, okay so i did i know i already quoted ben brantley but I read both of his reviews, like the one for the 1998 one and the one for the revival, and he or like the encores one, and he did like the encores one better. Not, not that that matters, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he said that like the rewrites they did were like made a lot of sense, and like things that, like he didn't understand in the first one in 1998, like seeing the encores one, he was like, "Whoa, I literally don't even remember that happening in the 1998 one." So I think that. That's cool that they like did a good a good job of rewriting and revising. Definitely, um, I I read that Graziella Danielle directed and choreographed the original one, which is kind of cool. She's kind of an icon. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that she directed that because I feel like she mostly leans towards dance heavy or things that involve dance as like an intricate part of the storytelling. So I was surprised to see that she did this, but I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I feel like this, I don't know. I think this show is like kind of a hidden gem, you know, like if you're like looking to do something from falsettos, like put the book down and open up a new brain. Cause like, I feel like it's not as well known. Yeah. But maybe it is. If you sang two songs. from it. <laughs> my voice teacher is just not. Oh. <laughs> I also think like, the um, that change song is a really good song too. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, I was like, Oh my God. My favorite song. I think my favorite song is the one. Um, wait, let me see if I can, what's the name of it. It's like the one where, um, I think it's the, fa- Oh, maybe Gordo's law of genetics or like the family history one where they're all talking about how like the bad traits are the one that you end up getting. Yes. Yeah. I loved that one. I thought that was so funny. I loved that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard because the whole thing sung through. So I have like three different sung through scenes that I like as my favorite songs. So like, I liked Brain Dead. I thought that one was mm. interesting. That's the one with the tango, right? I think. I think so. Yes. Yeah. That's when he's in a coma. Yeah. Yeah. And then I liked the whole time sequence at the end into the the whole last section of it um, because he used the anytime. Theme, the song from Anytime, it's from Elegies, from one of the small circles. But he uses that theme in this show. I was like, oh, that's cool. Kind of like putting another song of his into the show. I thought that was interesting. But, um, and then my other favorites are, and they're often, I'd rather be sailing because I do like (laughs) them. 
<laughs> they hold a special place in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it, like oh, so this musical, if you are gonna listen to it, you really do need to allot out like two hours of time. It's really long. long long like when i was listening to it i like did 17 different activities like i was like the the album must have already played through twice and like i was literally three-fourths of the way done like I, it's a long one so it, you do kind of have to buckle your seatbelt because it is it's long but it's worth it i think like if you were to get this if you were to buy this during the time of cds it'd be a two disc feature. It'd be like a Les Mis act one, act two. Like you would really have to pop in a new disc because it is long. Yeah. You could go sailing and back and it's still going. <laughs> yeah. Literally a new disc, a new brain, <laughs> two discs set. This would have to be. Yeah. But I thought, I don't, there are so many good songs, but yeah, I think those are some of the, the best ones. Yeah, maybe the CD would actually be a highlights CD and not, you know, like they do those, yeah. those highlights where it's just like the iconic songs. I feel like you could do a highlights of a new brain soundtrack. And it would still be like 15 songs. Yeah. On. <laughs> also, okay, the unsung hero of a new brain hot take is the guy nurse. Yep. Who sings the like um, poor, unsuccessful and fat song and like the you boys are going to get me in such trouble song. Yeah, stand out. Yeah, stand out. I was like, this man, every time he sings a song, I was laughing. Yeah. And I was like, I would this man has the power. <laughs> the power to steal a new brain. I agree. Yeah, so next time you're auditioning for a new brain and you just you really want to go for that main role, I would uh I would suggest maybe you look at that uh male nurse role because he is funny as heck. <laughs> I agree. I'm like really curious to see this live. I really want to see it on stage. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Just so we end every episode saying a revival. Revive a new brain with Jonathan Groff on Netflix, directed by Ryan Murphy. Every, every episode yeah. I end it by saying, let's make a movie out of it, directed by Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Murphy, if you're ever listening to this. <laughs> Mame, Meryl Streep. Don't forget about that one. Mame, you can't beat Mame. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, this uh, podcast continues to bring me so much joy learning about all these new shows. I hope that it's bringing other people as much joy as it brings me. Because some of these shows, I'm like, okay, who is this? What? Yeah. <laughs> then at the end, I'm like, wow, like now I'm going to like listen to a new brain and like, know. It. yeah, that's so cool. I know it's so it's so much fun when like you've listened to a song for so many times, so many times, so long, and you really didn't know what it was about. Like, there's so many of those musical theater songs that everybody knows that you really don't know, but you know the song, so you think you know it. And then once you finally learn, or you do the show that it's from, and you're like, oh, listening to it thereafter is always a different experience. I know. I just feel like, I just feel so in the know. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, this old song. Yeah, let me tell you about this one. So what would you rate a new brain, Josh? I give it a 9 out of 10. I've been thinking about it all day, and I was like, you know, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Is that the highest you've given so far? Yes. Wow. That we've done so far. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is so exciting. I mean, yeah, 9. I'm ready to get the perfect 10. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm like, that's, I mean, this is big, you guys. Josh Keen, musical theater enthusiast out here giving a 9 out of 10 to a new brain. I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not saying you have to listen to it, 
but I'm saying you have to listen. It's worth it. it. It's worth it. It's a journey. I would say like it, you can listen to it while you're doing other things, but I kind of just sat around and listened to it and didn't do much anything else. And I, it's kind of fun to like go into the journey of this show. I agree. And it's like kind of meditative. <laughs> and like they all have really distinct voices. So I could really easily tell who was singing. I agree. And it's all sung through. So like you never don't know what's going on. Like I was like, I know exactly what's going on because they're saying literally everything. Right. Yeah. I would definitely, I would give it like, yeah, I feel like an 8.5 out of 10. I loved it. If you're new listening, welcome. If you're back, thanks for rejoining. And um, we're happy to have you. Yeah, this is your uh, this is your sign to uh, add a new brain to your listen list to your playlist. <laughs> listen list. To your listen list. playlist is the correct term. <laughs> your favorite podcast hosts and your favorite DJs. <laughs> <laughs> so. Check us out on Instagram at WTF underscore B way. That is WTF underscore B way. And join us next week for a new musical. We'll reveal it like always on a musical reveal Monday and keep an eye out on our Instagram. We're going to be doing some, some fun little features, some new little little social media games so uh get ready buckle your seatbelt it's gonna be a wild 2021 and if you have a friend that loves musical theater also why don't you just send them our profile we'll see you next week see you next week Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.